The HBCU rankings are in, and as we expected, we have a new king in black college football, and their name is FAMU. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor and current contributing writer at USA Today's Saints Wire. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. Just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. And new customers. They'll get over a hundred or they'll get $150 back when they put down a $5 money line bet and win. That's 150 bucks. If your team wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. We'll wrap up today's episode with, <clears throat> excuse me, with a recap of the CIAA championship and what Jada Byers did to be able to make a difference. We'll preview or before that. We'll look at the Grambling Tigers and how they still have a really good chance. And I mean a really good chance of winning the Swack West. But prior to any of that, get out the crown. It's only right that, that LeBron be at FAMU down there in Tallahassee because it's time to crown FAMU the new kings of black college football. We have our HBCU rankings and the Rattlers come in at number one. And I don't think that should be a any sort of surprise North Carolina Central lost this week clearly they weren't going to retain their number one spot somebody had to replace them and it's the only other team that has not lost a conference game it's the only other team that has not lost an FCS game this year and that is fam you so when you're looking at what they've been able to accomplish as far as resume when you look at how they're playing at this present moment everything to me lines up with the Rattlers being number one so this is the first bit of mobility that we've had at one and two. And it's the first time we've needed any mobility. There was no reason to change FAMU to one and, and North Carolina Central down to two. There was, nothing that happened up until this point that could have convinced you that North Carolina Central did not deserve to be number one, right? But that's what makes this so, I don't want to say groundbreaking because it's not like that's never happened before. But that's what makes this so noteworthy. That's the probably the best way to put it. This is noteworthy because it doesn't happen. It's been 10 weeks in. We're just now getting changed at one and two. So overall, I don't think there's much to say about Florida AM as itself. They're playing good football. I like their defense. I like their offense. I like their weapons, right? And I think that as long as they continue to run the ball effectively, they're going to be a difficult team to stop. And I think that um, 
in addition to being number one, I would have to move FAMU now into the clear favorites for the Celebration Bowl winners, right? But then you look at number two, and that's the only place that North Carolina fell to. They didn't go any farther, and I know it might seem like, well, they lost, and they lost in big fashion. That warrants a multiple spot drop. And in that, I agree with you. I agree with you in theory, but then you have to look at who are you going to put them below? Jackson State? Alabama State? Prairie View A&M? That completes the top five. I'm not putting them below any of those three teams. And I think that those are some quality squads, specifically Alabama State. I really do like Bama State, to be honest. Um, but I'm not putting Central below them. When you look at what they've been able to accomplish in that first, uh, in that out-of-conference section of their schedule, right? That's the reason that they're still going to make the playoffs if they don't make the Celebration Bowl. That's the reason that they're still a top 25 team in the nation. That's a reason that they're still number two in these rankings. That's why. Because you were able to accomplish these things out of conference. You didn't have a cupcake schedule. And not only did you not have a cupcake schedule, you had a difficult schedule and you won every single one of those tough games. The only game you had lost prior to Howard was UCLA. And that's UCLA. We expected you to lose that game, frankly. You know? So um, next I wanted to look at Howard because – I know a lot of people say, well, Howard knocked off North Carolina Central. Shouldn't they be above? Nah, this, this ain't combat sports. They are number one as far as going into the MEAC championship or being the MEAC champions and all of those things. But Central was the number one team. They had a resume that was well-decorated. Meanwhile, last week before this game, Howard was 11. They weren't going to jump up to number two. Just wasn't going to happen, Okay. That's just unrealistic of a, of a request. This isn't, this isn't combat sports where you knock off the top dog and now you're all of a sudden the champion. That's not what this is. I do believe they still have room to move up. Matter of fact, I think they should have moved up farther than they did. They're at seven right now. They went from 11 to seven. To me, they should have crept into the top five. To me, they should be five. It should go FAMU, North Carolina Central, um, Alabama State, Jackson State, and then Howard. That's how I would have them, me personally, right? But all in all, you have flipped Alabama, um, Alabama State and Jackson State. So I had Bama State at three as opposed to four and Jackson State at four as opposed to three. But you look at the actual rankings, it has FAMU, North Carolina Central, Jackson State, Alabama State, then Prairie View. And PV moved up four spots. PV beat Southern. North Carolina or uh, Howard beat North Carolina Central and they moved up the same amount, that's not right to me. That's not right to me because Howard's victory was way bigger. Southern was already stumbling. Southern was already struggling. This is the number one team on your rankings. Like, I don't care where Southern was at the moment. I don't think they were in the top five. Maybe they were. Um, but they weren't number one. So I think that I would say that Howard deserved to move up more. They should have been ahead of Alcorn, and they should have been ahead of PV. Those are the other two teams that I would have put them ahead of. They moved from 11 to 7. Those teams were 6 and 5. I probably would have moved each of them down one and put Howard at 5 if I were looking at that. So all in all, I, I can't wait to see how this goes. Bama State and, and uh, Jackson State are going to fight it out for 3 and 4 with tough games next week against the SWAC West opponents. And then also you have Howard, who's on their way creeping up. And we'll see if they're able to crack into the top three. That'll be very interesting to see how the top three to five fall out 
after we get into the SWAT championship game and celebration bowl and how everybody looks in those performances, including the potential playoffs. All of that is on the line. The HBC rankings are far from finished, so we'll continue to break them down every single week until the end of the season. But right now, let's look at a team that is a sneaky SWAC West contender, and that's Grambling. A lot of people put a nail in their coffin. I'm a lot of people. But we want to take that nail out because they're far from dead. And we'll look at why as we continue with Locked On HBCU. As we continue roll on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, the episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Now, if you have something wrong with your car, maybe you have a part that's getting loose. Maybe you have a part that you just want to do some regular maintenance on, maintenance on, and you want to replace it. Go to ebaymotors.com because they have over 120 million parts. And when you have that many parts, that means that we know that they'll have a part for you. All you have to do is enter your car information into the My Garage section, and they'll have all of the parts that are fitted for you with an eBay guaranteed fit. All right. Of course, terms and conditions do apply, and that's only available to U.S. customers. But it's always an option for you if you're on the mainland and things of that nature. Now, if you don't have anything wrong with your car and you just want to Add some things on. Maybe you want to add some neon lights. Maybe you want to add some uh, some lights on the inside of your car. Whatever it is, you can get those on ebaymotors.com as well. So just like your team needs to have all of the right parts to make it to the championship, your car needs the same thing. There's no championship on the horizon, but the opposite of that is a wreck. So nobody wants to wreck. Get your right parts for your car, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, on Friday, we'll have our college football kickoff live, which is all of the biggest stories around college football going into the week to make sure that you are a more informed college football fan. Grambling has a really good chance to win the SWAC West. And last week I came on here and I was saying, hey, I don't know if they still have a shot because I'm looking at Alcorn, Prairie View, Southern, Grambling, and I literally did not know if they were mathematically eliminated with the idea of a potential four-way tie. I wasn't sure. I was not sure. And that was on the, it's still on the table, but I wasn't sure what, well, excuse me, it's not on the table anymore, but I wasn't sure. We're going all the way from that. And that was just a week ago to me now saying that the Grambling Tigers have a really good shot at winning the SWAC West. And it's funny because a lot of people put the nail in the coffin for Grambling. I'm one of those people. I was ready to say, yeah, it's over for them. I've seen people call in the Bayou Classic the pink slip bowl, meaning, hey, whoever loses is going to get fired. And we just touched on the reports of Eric Dooley potentially leaving Southern on yesterday's episode, and they felt the same way. And there's a lot of irritation from some Grambling fans on Hugh Jackson. But with all of those narratives going around, Grambling not only has a chance to win the Swack West, they have a really good chance to win the SWAC West. As in nobody, not just they're not mathematically eliminated, nobody should be even remotely surprised if the SWAC championship game is FAMU versus Grambling. It doesn't take much for them to win. Alabama State has to knock off Prairie View, and Jackson State has to knock off Alcorn. If those two things happen, which are both very reasonable, you're looking at Grambling going into the Bayou Classic with an opportunity to win the SWAC West. If you would have asked me if that was the case a week ago, I would have thought you was crazy. I think a lot of people would have. 
Grambling was on top. Then they lost to Alcorn, and it felt like it was a tad bit of a slide. And they immediately took the back seat. It felt as if it was the beginning of the year. Let's just take the preseason out of it, right? Southern struggled from the jump. So now we're looking for who's the king of the SWAC West because it clearly isn't the Jaguars, right? The first team that kind of popped up was Prairie View because Prairie View knocked off Grambling. Or excuse me, um, the first team that popped up was Prairie View because they knocked off Alcorn. So it's okay, PV's the guys. But then they lost to Grambling. And it isn't even their fault. They brought out Big X to plug. And nobody wins when Big X to plug gets pulled out. I ain't having that man walk me out for nothing, right? He's the type of guy who, if you walk, if you have him walk you out at your wedding, you're going to end up a no by the end of the week. Like, it's, it's, it's a bad look. I love the song. I love the song. But I don't want him to perform it with me on the way to anything. You feel me? But you had Grambling knock off PV for the first time in, what, I think five years? That's what I mean when I say bad luck. But um, you had that happen. Now Grambling come in, and they get knocked off by Alcorn. So now we're in this wild, wild west situation. But you know who had the backseat this whole time? Southern. But then Southern starts to kind of get their stuff together a little bit to some people. I wasn't quite convinced. But that game against FAMU looked a lot better than I expected it to. And then I started to come around. And then FAMU, or excuse me, then Southern begins to struggle. Then Southern nearly loses to TSU. They have a last-second comeback. Now they got to face PV. They get knocked off by PV, and they're mathematically eliminated, and we're talking about their coach potentially being fired. These are situations that we get into. The West is just as wild as we thought it was going to be. And in the midst of all of the, the chaos, we're focusing on Prairie View. We're focusing on Southern and Alcorn because that's really what we're looking at. We're really looking at the Alcorn Southern game. Like, all right, this team is going to be the winner is going to be the, the front runner and Alcorn won. So now Southern gets the fading. Then Alcorn loses the TSU and now PV gets the rising. But through all of this conversation, nobody's talking about grambling. Through all of the things that's happening, it's almost as if Grambling's just existing because they had a little bit of a slide. They lost two games. They were the first one of that bunch to lose two games. So we sitting there like, mm. or excuse me, first one to lose three games. So they lost three games. We sitting there like, I don't know. I don't know. Whole time, they have a really good chance. They just need all corn to lose, Prairie View to lose, and they're both in tough games. It's not as if either team is facing a cupcake. So when I say they don't need a lot, yeah, they need two things to happen. Grambling doesn't control their own destiny in the slightest. I get that. But Grambling doesn't need, it's not like a hope and a prayer. It's definitely not that. And this is crazy to think. And it all comes from that TSU Alcorn game. And I'm not trying to puff my chest out or anything like, that's my alma mater. You see what we did, X, Y, and no. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is PV versus Southern, both teams had two losses. One had to lose. I guess you could say it's a little fortuitous for Grambling that PV was the one who, uh, or it was, actually it wasn't fortuitous. It was actually kind of unlucky that PV was the one who won. You probably would have wanted PV to lose because then you just had to take care of business. But the way I kind of looked at it is Alcorn needed to lose out. PV needed to lose one game. Didn't matter if it was the Southern. Didn't matter if it was the Alabama State. PV needed to lose one game. But I guess in a way, PV winning means that you need more to happen in the last week. So, excuse me, but um, Alcorn can lose that game. PV could lose that game. But because TSU knocked off Alcorn last week, that's where I was. 
because TSU knocked off Alcorn, Grambling actually has a chance. If Alcorn would have won that game, Graham was mathematically eliminated. And to me, when you're looking at it, and I'll say this to kind of summarize everything and wrap it all up, it's really crazy to me when you look at the narratives that were being said. Me, I, I did it too. I'm not going to exempt myself. But it's crazy to me when you look at the things that were being said about Grambling. Not only do they have a chance to win the SWAC West, they have a really good chance. By no means are they the favorite because they need two other teams to lose. But those two teams that they need to lose are in extremely losable games. And Grambling's going to go against Southern, which is a winnable game. If those two teams lose and Grambling wins, which shouldn't be a shocker to anybody, you're looking at Grambling. The Grambling freaking Tigers in the SWAC championship game. I had already started writing their obituary. Anywho, let's keep pushing and let's look at the CIAA championship. Let's look at the difference that Jada Byers was able to make in that game because we predicted that he would, and he made one key difference that kind of changed the tide in the game, and we'll look at that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and FanDuel is the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And listen, you think you know what you're talking about. You think you know sports. You think you know about Patrick Mahomes. You think you know about Josh Allen. You think you know about the Joe Burrows, the C.J. Strouds. You think you know about what they're going to do in their over-unders because they have the player props. They have the spreads. They have the over-unders. They have all of these things that are really good tools for you to be able to make a little bit of cash, right? And here's the thing. If you're new to FanDuel, then you have the $5 money line bet. And if you make that bet and win, you get an extra $150 back in bonus bets. It's just that simple. Just that simple. I want you to go out there. I want you to make every single moment more. Go to FanDuel and test your knowledge and add a little bit of green to your pocket. So that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Whether you want to do the player props, the over-unders, or everything in between on the NBA, NFL, hockey, uh, college basketball, all of that. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make every moment more. As we're wrapping up today's episode, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. We look a little bit different. Every day, as you're well aware, whether you're on the audio side or on the visual side, if you checked out yesterday's episode, that there was a little bit of tinkering that needed to be done. So the third segment that was supposed to be here about Virginia Union was yesterday, right? And then we're replacing this with our regularly scheduled program, which is every Thursday we do our we do our extra games to watch, but isn't quite our game of the week. There was three games really two that were on the the docket as far as warring it out for who's going to be the game of the week. But there's three monumental games this weekend. Alcorn versus Jackson State. That's one of them. Prairie View versus Alabama State. That's another. And that's one of the ones that was at war to be the game of the week. But I decided to land on the MEAC and go with Howard versus Morgan State because both of those teams have an opportunity to win the conference. So that the stakes at hand are what made my decision for me. But let's look at the swag because the swag has two big games. And though these two teams aren't facing against each other in Alcorn and Prairie View, the swag West does kind of hang in the balance and it could be taken this weekend. 
So we went over it on the second segment, the one you just heard prior to this. But let's just do a quick little refresher with an extra nugget that I didn't give the first time. So if PV wins, they're in. They won the SWAC West. Doesn't matter what happens anywhere else throughout the rest of the week or the following week. PV is in with a win. If PV loses and then Alcorn wins, Alcorn is in. Doesn't matter what happens in the Bayou Classic at all, right? But if both teams lose, Grambling still has a chance next week and Alcorn is eliminated. If Alcorn loses this game, they are not making the SWAC championship, period, right? Doesn't matter if PV wins. Obviously, if they win, it's over. But doesn't matter if PV loses. Doesn't matter if Grambling loses. Nothing. You will not win a tie in a three-way tie, and you will not win a tie with PV. So you are out. Now let's look at these games as they are, because I actually think that there's an interesting premise that could happen if both teams lose. But specifically, or, yeah, if both teams lose, it definitely is a conversation. But if Prairie View loses, then we really, I would want to have a conversation about maybe it's time to change up how the swag is handled. That would be three years in a row that I would have a strong argument that the two best teams in the conference are in the East. It doesn't matter if both the teams were in the West. It, that's irrelevant. It's the fact that both of the best two teams are in a division together. And it was like that with FAMU and Jackson State the past two years. Um, it's a little bit different this year because I don't believe that that FAMU has really an equal. I don't think that any of these teams are on the same level as FAMU. Their biggest competition is themselves, number one, because they dealt with some inconsistencies. But then also in the MEAC, I'll dive into that idea next week if Alabama State wins and Jackson State wins. I'll think about it if just Alabama State wins. But when I look at this PV versus Bama State game, instead of just looking at how great Bama State has been, they've won five in a row. PV is really fascinating to me because I haven't been out on PV. I just haven't been as high as I was with other teams. When I look at the four squads that were really in this mashup for the SWAC West, obviously it's only three now, but there were four, and it was Southern. I know they fired their head coach. It's like, oh, my gosh, they must be trash. But they were really in the mix for a little bit. For me, I never believed in Southern. I felt like I saw too much in the beginning of the season and not enough to make up for it. So I was like, yeah, I'm not really a believer in Southern. For Grambling, there was a point when I was high on Graham. I was really high. I was saying, oh, they're the king. And then they faced Alcorn. And even after they lost to Alcorn, I wasn't down on them. But then they had another loss. I'm like, man, they really tripping. They might be out of it. But them as a team, I always felt like they were talented. I even said I would love to watch them go against FAMU from an offense-defensive standpoint. Then you have Alcorn, who I was a complete believer in. And then they lost to TSU, and now they're in a bad position. But I was a complete believer in them. I was high on Grambling, high on Alcorn. I was kind of just indifferent towards PV. And I was low on Southern. So PV's in this weird space where they lost to Alcorn. That's not a bad loss. And then they lost to FAMU. Now they lost bad, so I guess that is kind of a bad loss. But like I said, FAMU is on a different level than everybody in this conference. So PV is such an interesting team because... I don't know how to speak about them, but the way I might be speaking about them in a week is that they're the SWAC West divisional champions. So you have a team that they haven't had bad losses, but they haven't beat great teams either. Like you don't feel like they've beaten an upper echelon team. Maybe if you're like me and feel like TSU was a really good squad, you count that first week. I do. But overall, Southern didn't impress me. You lost to Alcorn. You lost to 
FAMU. Now you have a chance against Alabama State. And that's the game I'm really excited to watch. I really am excited. I'll probably be watching that game and the Howard-Morgan State game at the same time if they overlap a little bit. Um, then you have Southern – or excuse me, then you have Alcorn versus Jackson State. And that's the Soul Bowl, and that's just a game where I don't even feel like there's much to say about it. I don't have much to say about it outside of the rivalry, outside of the stakes at hand. And I think that Jackson State is looking for one. That is an impressive victory, kind of similar to PV, where – I don't think they have a real good win on their schedule. Yeah, that's, that might actually be the storyline. I don't think that Jackson State has a good win on their schedule this year as far as competition level. Lost to FAMU, lost to Alabama State. I wasn't impressed with Southern. Maybe you want to include them. I, I'm not. This is the one. I like Alcorn. And maybe I'm a little bit high on Alcorn, but I'm not going to change due to the results of this game. I'm going to try to be standing because once you say, oh, I like Alcorn, and then they lose to Jackson State. Now, nah, that really wasn't no good win. Look at what Alcorn's done. They lost to TSU. That would be moving the goalpost. I'm not doing that. You got to pick a side. Coming into the game, you got to pick a side. Is Alcorn, is, is, a, is Alcorn a quality team or not? That's it. And to me, they are. So with that being the case, I'm looking at Alcorn going in to Jackson State with their lives on the line. And how are you going to react? Is Aaron Allen going to have the type of game that I've seen him have in every single big-time game prior to last week? Are they going to go in upset? This is a robbery game. I don't know if losing the week prior gives you any sort of extra gusto. I don't know if that happens. If you weren't already geeked up for the Jackson State game, I don't know what to tell you. If you weren't already – because you were going to have your, your season on the line no matter what. If you weren't already excited and felt like you were impassioned to play this game there should be no need for extra motivation you didn't need to lose the tsu maybe a little bit more angry but outside of that this is a situation that needed no extra build-up this is jackson state versus Alcorn. this is jackson state looking for their first real quality win they got a new quarterback that they feeling good and they didn't have that quarterback in all those other quality matchups maybe morgan is the guy who can swing the tide in the favor of jsu meanwhile Alcorn, they're looking to win the swack west all right, every now and then, especially on Thursdays and Fridays, I come in here and I feel like a boxing promoter, and we sell the fights. And hopefully I don't need to sell you any further on the Soul Bowl. Hopefully I don't need to sell you any further on Bama State versus PV. You got a team that's streaking versus a team that's also fighting for their lives and also looking for their first quality victory. There's a little bit of overlap in these storylines, but the one thing that really overlaps is I think both are going to be quality games, and they'll be coming on at 2 Central. So make sure you're checking those out because I definitely will. And hopefully you continue checking me out, making this your first listen of the day every day. I truly do and genuinely appreciate it. On tomorrow, we'll have our game of the week and we'll be back with the MEAC. Hopefully they don't throw any more curveballs at me and I can really just dive in on these topics. Hopefully, fingers crossed, right? But tomorrow we'll have our three matchups, two storylines, and a key to victory for Morgan State versus Howard. The MEAC is literally on the line with both teams having a chance to win it all. Until next time that we hear each other, family, you take care. Stay blessed. Peace.